Episode 295, The Rant, Philippe Francois, Part 3, The Catch-Up and the State of Officiating. A week before the basketball season would start for me and deep into his season, we see the similarities and differences of what this season looked like for him, looks like for him, and what mine will. Also, I discuss what I think will happen during the season and put a timestamp before it happens to see how it goes. All that and more. Phil and I on The Rant now. The Rant has been brought to you by Geo Studios, now open. They are located one block south of Westbury Train Station in the heart of Long Island, New York. Looking to bring your art or event to life? Trying to record a podcast? Enjoy six rooms of studio space to create audio and visual content. It also includes an 800-square-foot cyclorama wall studio, a state-of-the-art recording studio, three breakout rooms for four to six people each, which include a green room and lounges, a quality surround sound with six speakers and studio lighting, and most importantly, two on-site restrooms. You know I need my restrooms. Book your space today. For more information, find us at geoevents.com. The Rant has been brought to you by The Irrefutable Magazine. Co-editor in design Kevin Sparrick and co-editor at large Ralph Fernolis decided to combine both of their talents in writing and illustrations to bring to you a new online experience from an official's perspective. They both ref, but it's deeper than officiating. They create art for all time. Do you think your brand would be a good fit for The Irrefutable Magazine audience? Want to advertise with us? Visit us at theirrefutable.com slash sponsors for more information. We are the irrefutable. Welcome to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest, me, myself, and I. I'm going solo, y'all. I'm going for a little bit. I'm probably going to call my man Phil. I'm just talking about the state of officiating, well, I guess state of sports right now during this pandemic that has ravaged the country for the better part of 11 months. I uh, just want to say that we're taping this on February 3rd and it'll also be published today, 20 years to the day when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl, uh, New England Patriots against the, uh, I was about to say Los Angeles, St. Louis Rams. I remember that day vividly. I was 20 years old. I was a sophomore in college. First time that the Super Bowl was in February. Um, shout out to my, my son, Mason Fanolis, who was born uh, February 1st. Um, it's also, I want to say eight years to the day now that uh, the Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl, and that's why we're kind of tied in. Um, obviously, I'm a Ravens fan, and my birthday's coming up next Wednesday, y'all. Episode 300 is coming up pretty, pretty soon. Uh, we're going to try to gear that up for my birthday. Um, special birthday edition. But um, I, I just wanted to talk about the state of officiating. I haven't really thought about me going on uh, the basketball court in such a very long time. Now, you know, full disclosure, I've been doing flag football for a while, I'd say on and off, maybe probably did it like 10 times, right? So when I say 10 times, I've been through 10, 10 days where I've done maybe two or three or four games, uh, at most four, at least two, maybe one, uh, but it's been very sporadic. Um, but I'll just talk about the, the machinations and the evolution of, of things happen. Obviously, if we go back to a year's time, uh, that's when... In February, anybody that's a basketball official, if you're not working that day, then uh, chances are there's something wrong because everyone's working 
in the deeper part of February. That's when everything starts getting real crazy, when all the playoffs start happening. Uh, I, I was in the middle of my playoffs, and everything was just going back to you know normal. We're trying to figure out who's going to make the state championship, who's going to make the federation championship, who uh, is jockeying for position for their playoffs of their respective conferences. And then March happened. That's when everything got just shut down. Um, I remember that day when, on a Sunday. There was still flag football played that day, but I remember it was only for the youth. You know, At the time, I was still taking and trying to get certified for lacrosse, which I guess I didn't really finish. I'm trying to finish right now. Anyway, everything got shut down in March. We all were quarantined for 14 days, and April was the same thing. No one can go anywhere of anything. And then uh, May was a little bit more open. Uh, I'd say around Memorial Day, that's when everyone started going outside. And more and more refereeing, at least just on the court, me being on the court, I didn't really think about. I was just so used to making referee rent, making art out of this, trying to figure out when we're going to go. And I think at that time, universally, everyone wasn't really doing a lot. Um, then I'd say around July, that's when they announced that they were going to have basketball in the bubble in the NBA. Um, and I was talking to some of my NBA compadres, and there was obviously excitement because we haven't done it in a while. And you know, watching the, the product that the bubble brought there was a lot of sense of pride because everyone was focused. Everyone was so excited to get back on the court and it was just exciting to have basketball on TV. Now there was even baseball and then the NFL happened. I was really skeptical of NFL really going off because there's just so many more people on the field as opposed to basketball. Basketball is a little bit more contained. Um, And there were some positive cases. You know, I want to say that, during this whole time, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, I didn't realize that the level of frustration was going to supersede the health protocols and, and the risks that involved. I think we just got to the point where after a year's time, we just all said, you know what, we're just going to have to learn to live with it. And I understand that. I understand both sides of the coin of it being like, let's shut everything down. Let's let's wait till everything is done versus the other mental risks and the economic risks that, that pose when nothing is going in. So- you know, slowly but surely, November, that's when Division One basketball, college football has already started. And we just learned how to live with it. And at that point, there were some states that were opening up. And, you know, I'll try to get on the phone, my boy Phil, who was on episode 195 and episode four of The Rent, just his perspective of what it was like to, to coach the season, even though he's, I'd say, 85% in. And the only reason why I'm saying this is because, again, we're taping this on February 3rd, it just got announced that there is going to be high-risk sports being played. So the winter sport, albeit delayed, will be played in a limited fashion. Uh, I know February 12th, I'm going to start doing Catholic League games. So I'm interested to see how this goes because you know I really haven't thought about being on the court. I'm going to have to go from zero to all of a sudden being a 180 and getting back onto the court and thinking about it at a high level. Um, interested to see that because I, you know at the same time, I do miss refereeing but it's been a long journey y'all you know uh, it's um it's been something that I haven't really thought about and you know now all of a sudden now that it's coming um you know I'm I'm I guess I'm excited yeah I'm excited I'm excited I'm not going to do any public school games in Long Island I'm not going to do any public school or Catholic League games in New York City I don't think it's safe for me personally but you know, I'm okay with just being home and doing Catholic League over here um but you know I want to I want to call my boy Phil Let's see what he had to say. He probably think I'm not gonna call. 
All right, let's pull up this guy. All right, you picked up first time. What's up? Where are you driving to? Back home. Oh. All right, well, we're live on the podcast. I just wanted to say what up. Um, Phil Francois, um, episode 195 and episode four, Fame. How are you doing today, my friend? Good, bro. How you doing? I'm good, man. So you had a uh, you had a game yesterday, right? I did, yep. Tell me, tell me about your experience, uh, that game. Now this season's winding down. What do you say, like 80, 88% done? Uh, about, yeah, I think we have another maybe six or seven games playoffs. Okay. Well, the reason why I wanted to call you because, you know, going back to episode 195, we both didn't think we were going to have a season. And then I, I know that Florida had at the time the, the, the risky decision to say, you know, we're going to play sports. We're going to try to figure out how we, we, we can do that. Um, now to think about it, you know, fast forward all the way to February 2021, you're deeply entrenched in your season. My season hasn't even started. And we always joke when we're not on a podcast that, you know, I can't believe that you went through with the whole season uh, because it sounds like a different world. And then conversely, you think about New York. You can't believe that there wasn't a season and now that we're having a season. So I guess let's go back all the way from in the beginning of, of Osmar Christian uh, when you started tryouts and you realized that you were going to have a season. What were you feeling like in the beginning of the, um, not the beginning of the pandemic, but the beginning of coming to find out that you were going to have a season? Were you excited? Were you a little cautious? Because, you know, just full disclosure, um, Phil has a newborn at home and, and he has a lot of things that are at risk, which is, you know, not necessarily the safest thing, but I'm certain that he's taken the necessary precautions in order for him to, you know, safely be able to do both things. So just talk about in the beginning of, of, of uh, the season of, of what you were feeling. Yeah, there was definitely some angst. I mean, I was, I was nervous. I was excited all in one. I mean, especially with the baby on his, on his way. So, um, I just knew that I'd have to take, you know, extraordinary precautions to, to just remain safe and keep the, the family safe. So, uh, uh, you know, I, what, what I did was, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily travel with the team. I, I usually take my own vehicle. Uh, I'm always masked up regardless of if it's practice or in a game situation. Um, you know, I limit any hand-to-hand contact with any other players or or uh, or the balls or anything like that, and then I, you know, have sanitizer and always wash my hands very frequently. Mm. Now, going through tryouts, how different was tryouts in comparison to uh, years past? Well, the thing with Osmar Christian is that uh, the team is pretty much decided, and we don't necessarily have a tryout because the kids that you know that come to Osmar, you know, they're they're coming for a reason. They're coming to play basketball, so we generally have the team already established before our first practice season, usually by the, the summer before before the season rather. Okay, so none of them are um, trying out. That that makes complete sense. So, you know, I just, I'll just yeah. talk about the kids that uh, I train with at Mike Kaplan. You know, this whole time we've been training and training and training and training and training. And then just out of the blue, I remember while we were training, they were like, oh, my God, sports are being played. And then – it was a weird feeling because we were thinking like, wow, we're all together and we've been together for months. And then all of a sudden we're all going to go to our sports teams. So we started to think about in the moment we were realizing like how special it was that we were all 
able, all these Division One athletes, whether they're lacrosse or basketball or soccer or pros coming home, it was just a special time that all of us got to bond because we all worked together. But what were we working for? We were working to get ready for whatever season that we wish was going to happen. Now that we got our wish, it just was a weird feeling. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, I'm trying to get in shape and I'm not even thinking that basketball is ever going to happen. I want to go back to, you know, I say like during the beginning of your season when I told you that there weren't going to be any high risk sports, at least in the winter season. And then, of course, I coach a volleyball team. The season never happened. I didn't expect for anything to happen. What were your, what were your thoughts on the perception of like what we were doing in New York? Do you think it was too harsh? Do you think it was just right? Do you think that just from your experience in Florida that we could have done it at that time? No, I, I thought it was it was perfect because if you remember in the start of the pandemic, New York was the epicenter. So things were really crazy in New York uh, when all of this really, you know, started and popped off. So, you know, I, I, I understood why, you know, Cuomo and, and everyone else were, were, were being so cautious and and everything was basically put on, on pause. Um, but so down here, I mean, even though the tide changed a little bit, you know, midway through the pandemic, but in the beginning, in the onset of the pandemic, it wasn't as bad here. So a lot of people were skeptical and there were, you know, a lot of the, uh, the conspiracy theorists were saying that, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And I think that's really why our season really started, you know, on time and, and how it did. Well, regardless of how it how it started because of people not taking it serious, are you happy that it did start? And how much has uh, the season evolved from um, from when you started? Because, you know, I'm really asking you, and this is like a personal thing that I want to ask because, you know, I, I just got the email from the Catholic League over here in Long Island, and it says that there's going to be a limited season, of course. And they were saying that, there's more than likely going to be a lot of cancellations and the schedule is going to change a lot. So I already know that just from speaking to you on a day-to-day basis of like, oh, my game got canceled. Oh, this game got moved up. This game got – there's much more of a tolerance for things like that to happen. I mean, if there's a game that gets canceled in normal times, it's like, oh, my God, it's a shock, right? But here right. it's like we're, you're so used to it. You're already taking into account that more than likely you're not going to play five to seven games. More than likely these games are going to get moved around. And you have to be fluid in this particular because that's what you need to do in order for you to at least have some sort of semblance of the season. So what was it like for that first time for it to get canceled? And, and why did it get canceled? Uh, the first game got canceled because of COVID. So I think someone tested positive uh, in the school or something like that. And the, the, the uh, school administrator reached out to us and uh, we had to cancel the game and they were quarantined for 14 days, that particular school. Mm. But uh, to this day, or year to date, uh, we've had 11 cancellations and reschedules. So some of those games, I haven't even seen them reappear back on the schedule. Um, but to be, uh, I guess, side on the, uh, I'll be on the side of precaution. Uh, the SIAA, which is the conference that we play in, what they're doing now is, I guess, they're in a rendition of a, of a bubble. So we're doing these SIAA crossover events where the teams from down south or any, anywhere south or more south than us here in, in Tampa, we're playing in a neutral site in Daytona. So we have a game on Friday against a team from Miami called uh, Calusa Prep. So we'll play there. 
Then on Saturday, we have another crossover event, but in Gainesville, as we play a team from Gainesville, The Rock. So I guess they're, they're taking that precautions as well and just keeping it keeping it in an environment that they can monitor so that it's, you know, not, so it doesn't have that much outside influence. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of the teams that are already in your conference, were there some teams that opted out because they were scared of the coronavirus? None, no. There was, well, there was one team that, Kind of folded uh, after a, a COVID year, but I think they had they already had some issues with, you know, their administration and, and funding and stuff like that. So it wasn't directly related to the virus. But no, we don't have any schools that, that opted out. Because mm. you got to think, SIAA is probably one of the toughest conferences in the country, definitely in Florida. And a lot of those kids, you know, they're they're all Division One, high Division One, mid Division One players. So it's pretty important to get those guys on the floor and, and get them to uh, the next level. Now, when games do get canceled, do you end up practicing? or And it's, at this point, not a shock if they do get uh, postponed or canceled, right? Right. No, it's definitely not a shock. Um, uh, we, and, and in fact, that there, were, there was a point or a week where we had three games and all three got canceled. So, as you can imagine, you have, you know, six or seven seniors on your team where this is their last shot. You know, these kids get, you know, pretty upset and, and you kind of have to manage that and, and kind of talk them through it. But we're all in uncharted you know, water. So they kind of understand, but yeah, we would just practice or, uh, or give them the night off. You mm. know I mean? Let them be kids. You know what I mean? Mm. Now during your whole season, I'm sure that officials have been a lot different, right? So when, when you're doing these games, I'm, I'm assuming that they're wearing a mask. I'm, I'm assuming that they're, um, being safe within the parameters of what they're doing. Obviously the players are doing what they're doing. Um, do you see anything different in terms of behavior with the officials? Are they uh, staying uh, away, or what are they doing? Are they wearing masks? Aside from the mask wearing, and I, I know they have these new masks that have the whistle built in, which is pretty cool. I've seen that a couple times. But other than that, I mean, they're they're refing the the same way that you know, I mean, that we're accustomed to. I mean, I haven't really seen anything crazy. I remember on the uh, AAU circuit uh, towards the, uh, the end of last year, where my son playing, I saw a ref out there with uh, with plastic like latex gloves on. Mm-hmm. That was different. But uh, as far as the basketball, the high school basketball team, no, it's just outside of the mask, it's pretty much the same. Mm. Yeah, so this thing has kind of got me really fast, so now i got to start thinking about what I need to do. That whole built-in mask with the whistle thing, does it sound good? I know it sounds a lot better than the electric. Have you seen people with the elect- electric yeah, whistle? Yeah, the electric whistle is terrible. It sounds like one of those uh, table clocks that are, you know, that they use in, uh, you know, little rinky-dink gyms or whatever the yeah. case is. So, yeah, the... So the mask with the built-in whistle, it sounds exactly the same as the regular Fox 40. Okay, so that's probably the way to go, or the one with the pouch. Right, right, yep, yep. Okay, so I, I think I'll I think I'll go ahead and, and do one of one of those things. Um, do you have any questions so for to, me? Go ahead. To, just to piggyback on, on, you know, cancellations and stuff. So, you know, just here driving home this morning, uh, I get a text from our head coach, and uh we had a, a, a cancellation and reschedule with the IMG national team mm-hmm. tonight. So we played last night. All of the kids were thinking that they're off tonight, but we have a game on the schedule with the IMG national team. So now we're trying to scramble to see if the kids, you know, because some live, you know, pretty far, if they're able to, you know, have their stuff ready to, to play a game tonight. So just to, you know, just to show you how, how fluid you have to be, you know, in, with, with the pandemic and stuff. Mm. But all, all all things aside, it's it's gone as smooth as it can possibly go, right? You couldn't have asked for 
you've had more than 20 games, right? Oh, uh, yeah. We're actually 19 and 5 as of last night. Wow. Uh, 10 and 1 in the SRAA conference. Um, it, it has been. I mean, there was one game where uh, in our school there was a, a girl who tested positive and she was a junior. So we had to go to a game with none of our junior players, which was about five players, and uh, and and play against a, a defending state champion. You know what I mean? So um, come to find out that girl, it was a false positive. Mm. So, uh, you know, those kids were able to get back into practice the next time we had practice. But we still traveled to, uh, you know, an opposing school to, to, with only seven kids to play a team that won a state championship last year. Right. And we ended up losing by four points. Mm. That's crazy. You just got to be used to just rolling with whoever's ready in the particular army that particular day. Now, exactly. obviously you didn't think it was crazy in the beginning because New York was the epicenter at that point, late March, right. early April. Um, now we're talking you know, almost a year later in February. Um, were you surprised when I when I told you that there's going to be sports being played? Uh, I was because, I mean, we're just so late in the season, late in the game. Right. And then what, what really you know surprised me even more was that I guess they were playing – the seasons in sequential orders, so mm-hmm. starting with the fall, the fall uh, sports, and then winter, and then summer. And I was just confused on how they would fit that in all into you know the you know the end of the the year, so to speak. Right. So just just to know that um, the public schools are a little bit different than the Catholic League; they're not completely tied together, um, as I told you before. The and, and it's really weird because Suffolk County out here in, in New York in in Long Island they're going to have a playoffs they're going to have nine games and I think they're allowed to have I want to say three non league games and then they're going to have a playoffs Nassau County they're only going to have eight games the season's already going to end February twenty eighth right so we're talking wow. about only three weeks and they're only going to play eight games but the Catholic League they're starting on February twelfth games and then they're going to go all the way till March twenty sixth so. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. I guess that's cool, right? I, I, will, there, will there be a playoff? There'll be a playoffs for the Catholic League, but it'll only be the top four teams. So it's like truncated. But, you know, like I said, at the very least, you, you think about all of this time of thinking about not never going to have a season and then having one. I think that's that's cool. That kind of leaves Nassau public school high and dry. Um, it's still the jury's still out for New York City schools because New York City, there's just, I mean, think about it. the Catholic League. There's 100 schools. Right, and we're talking right. about freshman, JV, varsity A, varsity B. There's all of that. Then there's the public right. schools where there's like you know a thousand schools. So I don't, I don't know how that's going to really go off. Uh, right. But I'll, I'll just read to you um, at least for the Catholic League in Long Island, February first, March twentieth. There's going to be boys and girls basketball, ice hockey, sideline cheer and dance. February twenty seventh and April twenty fourth, they're going to have football. The interesting thing about football is that. They're allowed to have their season because they only played flag football. So technically, they didn't play football. They played flag football. And that's right. why some people are having confusion of like, is soccer going to do over a season? Because soccer, they didn't have any soccer for public school. But in the Catholic League, they had their whole Catholic League. And then there was just the league title. No state championships, no federation championships. And then from March 6th to June 12th, there's going to be boys and girls spring track. Um, and then there's a thing called fall sports too for the Catholic League. March 20th through April 24th uh, is going to be competitive cheer and dance. And then, of course, there's going to be girls volleyball, which um, I'm very excited. Even though it's going to be five weeks, there's going to be a league title. There's going to be no state championships. And you know, I talked to the other coaches on staff, 
and we already are in the thought of like not having the same expectations because there's been like a you know 16 month layoff and there's no state championship and they haven't been able to train so even though we're defending our title it's going to come from a different place and then spring sports is going to round out April 17th to June 12th there's going to be baseball crew rugby softball boys and girls lacrosse which hopefully I'll be able to ref and of course baseball um there's going to be boys volleyball boys tennis uh, boys and girls golf, and then wrestling, which is normally a winter sport out here, has been moved to the spring so they can play, and that's going to be April 17th to June 12th. So um, the way it's shaping out for me in terms of refing, coaching, refing is going to be, I'm going to be doing the Catholic League um, from March 26th. Our season starts on March 20th for volleyball, and it's only going to be five weeks. I think it's going to end like April 20th, and then I'm going to go right into baseball. And I'm only going to do Catholic League, same thing of which I've told you before, um, and that's right. it. That's 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 it. It's it's really weird, you know. I'm happy. It's it's. I guess it's interesting because they spent so much time of like nothing, nothing, nothing. We know nothing, and then all of a sudden right. that we're going to do something. Do you have any questions right. for me of of how I'm supposed to be feeling? Or what, what should we doing? Well, I mean, I I think you know with these truncated seasons, that means that at least for the New York or the uh, tri-state area that summer sports are going to be even that more important, right? So mm-hmm. the, the AUs and the, the club volleyball teams and stuff like that, that's probably going to be crazy this, this summer, no? Yes. Well, I, I know that I speak to a lot of high-ups in the AAU season. What they contended was that even though high-risk sports were open February 1st, that doesn't mean that the AAU teams are ready, right? So there's been a whole bunch of teams that haven't been practicing. Um, and even with all of these protocols, it's not as if we can have 200 teams playing all at once with different facilities. They ha- they still have to kind of lower it, right? So it still would have to be a limited amount, and teams have to get ready. So, you know, you think about a normal season. When do you start your preseason? You start, if your season's November 1st, you're going to probably start October 1st because you need that whole month to practice, get into the groove of different things. So from what I, what I gather, I think late February um, uh, into maybe mid-March is when AAU happens. So, yes, I, I do think it's going to be crazy, but I don't think it's going to be crazy in terms of volume. I think it's just going to be, you know, um, at the very least, they're going to have an AU season, and I'm interested to see what happens. I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. What else you got right. for me? And I know, you know, just like I am, you know, family is very important for you. Are you nervous about, you know, actually jumping out back, jumping out? Yes. The, uh, yeah, I, I am. And, and I think that's why I haven't really given it that much thought because everything is uh, still awry. Um, I just did talk to my wife. I think I'm trying to get the vaccine. Um, I know that they're going to start getting pushed out because the current administration just uh, rolled out and said that they're going to have it at your local pharmacy. I know that uh, Walgreens is going to have it February 11th. Uh, CVS is going to have it February 12th. So I'm just trying to find out what I can do. If I can get a vaccine, then I'll feel pretty pretty good but now we're like we're in a, a different phase now right because we don't know who got it uh we still got to get tested tested isn't right. really universal of like how it's getting administered um right. and also the vaccine just because somebody's wearing a mask it's not it's not to the point where it's like you can identify if somebody has a vaccine right so if somebody's just wearing no mask you're just like oh he's not wearing a mask you don't think of it as like oh i got vaccinated so i think that's also still an interesting thing of yeah, this whole but I think thing. even with the vaccine, I mean, I would still, I'd still wear a mask. Yeah, still, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I just think it's yeah. it's the normal thing to do now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole season has also been pressing because congratulations to the, the birth of your son, uh, Raphael, aka Big Ralph. 
Um, <laughs> how has that been a, a challenge with the coronavirus and then just coaching and then all of these things? I mean, honestly, uh, you know, for him, I mean, a bit, he's only three months now, so he obviously doesn't know any different. Um, for us, though, you know, how me and, you know, my significant other, we're, you know, family is such a big thing for us and us not being able to, you know, freely be around our loved ones, and, you know, him being around his grandparents, um, you know, it's just very limited and, you know, a lot of mask wearing. So that kind of stuff, you know, kind of sucks, but mm-hmm. we understand that it's, it's temporary and we're just hoping that, you know, with things moving forward with the vaccinations and that, uh, you know, we'll be back to some sort of normalcy, you know, here soon. So advice that you would give for me, I, I need to get one of the, uh, definitely not electric whistle. I, I got to get one of those things that look like a, a Zorro mask with the, with the whistle in yeah. it. Okay. Yes, 1,000. That uh, you probably want to just be aware of the distance that you are, you know, to the players. Uh, you know, obviously have your sanitizer on deck uh, and get in and get out. You know I mean? Don't linger. I mean, if, if, if there's a game that you're scheduled to do, if it's one or two games, you do your two games and you're out of it. You know I mean? I wouldn't spend any extra time in the gym than necessary. And uh, and, and things should should be okay. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I'm... I'm- I'm kind of excited, but I'm not. And I, I'm looking at it as that even if I'm only doing the Catholic League, at the very least, I could probably just do a JV girls game and then a varsity boys game in the same gym, in and out, wear that crazy mask. I'm interested to see how I breathe in that thing because when I wear it, I'm like, as soon as, I don't know if you feel like this, but when I take it off, like sometimes I'll be, I'll be wearing a mask the whole time when I'm at Mike Kaplan and taking all the videos. When I take the mask off and it's 20 degrees, you're like, oh man, this air feels like nothing I've ever felt before. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what it feels like uh, in real time when I do that, because I don't know, I, not that I have trouble breathing, but wearing a whistle doing it, that's gotta be weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. <laughs> it, it definitely looks weird. So I, it does. Done it, obviously, it looks funny. Yeah. Yeah. I probably got to cut. I, you know, I realized that I got to cut my hair. I, I think I'm going to look like uh Pat Riley for a while. Cause I want to, uh, I don't want to cut it all the way. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm. No, Pat Riley has a good look. I mean, oh wait, maybe uh, I don't got to cut my beard because I'm wearing a mask, right? That's true too. Yeah, you're right. Oh, I never thought of it that way. The, the Pat Riley look is a distinguished gentleman look. Man. I mean, you can pull it off. That's true, but he didn't have any facial hair. That's right. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. But I thank you for your time, man. Good luck. So you 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 might be playing IMG Academy tonight. Uh, that's what the uh, the text says. I mean, we're waiting for kids to to chime in on if they want to. Uh, to get in and get down. So if they are, then that's what's going on. Unbelievable that there's a world where it's like, can you play <laughs> a nationally right. ranked team? Exactly. Unbelievable, man. But listen, stay yeah. safe and good luck. If you do have your game, any final words you want to say before we part ways? Uh, just, uh, you know, thanks for having me. Uh, be safe out there and, and, uh, and hopefully everything uh, goes off without a hitch. Yeah, man. So uh, pray for me. Good luck uh, in the rest of your season and good luck for me. Uh, for Phil Francois, Ralph the Ref, this is the rant. We are signing out. Peace.